Welcome to Hiba is Writing, a podcast chronicling my journey as an independent author, writing to my heart's content. You're listening to season two, and this season is all about my current high fantasy novel in progress, The Pirates of Sissa. The story follows two people on opposite sides of a decades-long violent conflict who are forced to work together to usher in an era of peace. Welcome back to another episode. I hope you've been doing well since the last time you were here. Today, I want to delve into one of the main settings in the Pirates of Sissa, which is the Black Desert. The book begins in the Black Desert, and it ends in the Black Desert, which you might come to see is actually quite poetic in its own way. I'm going to talk today a bit about the setting itself, what the climate is like, its importance as a region, and mention a few creatures that live there. I won't go into everything there is to know because I want to keep some of that to myself until you can learn about it in the books and short stories I write, but I think this episode will cover a large chunk of the general information there is to know about the Black Desert, so hopefully that's fun for you as well. Alright, let's get started. So as the name suggests, the Black Desert is a vast desert of black sand. Temperatures can rise quite high during the day, and for most of the day, if you were to walk out on the sand barefoot, you would probably suffer mild burns on your feet. So you want to make sure you have a good pair of shoes, and probably want to make sure you're covering your skin to protect it in this hot bed, because otherwise you will get sunburn, and that is not comfortable. Another thing you probably want to keep in mind is that the Black Desert gets very cold at night. So there's definitely a temperature fluctuation between daytime and nighttime. There isn't a lot of rain at all, although there is a groundwater source that is exploited and would otherwise make exploration and travel through the desert impossible. Geographically speaking, or locationally speaking, the Black Desert also separates the Empire of Sissa from the Kingdom of Valgus, which is a powerful force in the region that is on very bad terms with Sissa and has been for quite some time. That is actually a very important thing to note. Other kingdoms and empires whose borders are shared with the Black Desert include the Empire of Belvatria, which is the main setting of the Fall of the Black Masks, and also Memleket al-Abraj, which is this fledgling kingdom that seems to have been built almost overnight. So as you can tell by now, the Black Desert is a very hostile environment for humans, and really any kind of creature, but its location makes it an area through which various strategic trading routes cross, linking empires and kingdoms throughout the continent of Qarra. So while it is dangerous to cross the Black Desert, it is a region that is often crossed by travelers and merchants, and these trade routes are very important to everybody who is linked by them and to everybody who benefits indirectly from them as well. Now, here's a little visual for you that I really enjoy imagining. The Black Desert stretches out in the north to the shores of Qarra and meets with the ocean in a magnificent sight black against the most beautiful, rich, aquatic blue. There, there lies a small fishing town. 
I just love the idea of that bright blue contrasting against the dark black, and since there are actual coasts on Earth that have dark sand, I did definitely draw some inspiration from them to make it so that the black desert just reaches straight out to the ocean on at least one front. Alright, so we've talked a little bit about what it looks like, what it feels like, the temperature. Now I want to move on to the creatures that live in this very dangerous place. Since the desert is such a hostile environment, living within its sands is extremely difficult and unsustainable. No plants grow in the desert, despite the obvious proof of water as I've already mentioned. And of course there are many wells to be found along the trade routes, but currently only two species of creatures can survive in this barren wasteland, the Sorinids and the Kahlaqrabs. The Sorinids, um, well, they're these slug-shaped creatures that have tough, leathery skin. They're pretty small and they're pretty harmless, and they're able to sustain themselves on the minerals and sand that is found in the Black Desert. Kahlaqrabs, on the other hand, are deadly predators that look vaguely like a cross between a spider and a scorpion. I've also been studying the anatomy of such animals as the Cambroraster and the Adrocasis benmulai, if I'm saying that correctly, to gain inspiration from the Kahlaqrab um, for the Kahlaqrab anatomy, which is very exciting. But what you really need to know is that the Kahlaqrabs are pretty big and decidedly not so harmless. We'll talk about each one of those, the Kahlaqrabs and the Sorinids, in their own dedicated episodes, which I'm very excited about because a lot of work and world building went into these creatures, and they do play a very important role in the story, both both directly and indirectly. I should also note that these two creatures weren't always the only life forms that could survive the Black Desert's harsh environment. There used to be one other creature that called this desert home, and that was the desert gazelle. Unfortunately, however, this creature became extinct centuries ago, and its legendary horns, which were the only thing known to break a Kahlaqrab's shell, are so rare they are almost mythical. Finally, we come to the people, the inhabitants of the Black Desert. And I know what you're thinking. Wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. You just said that no creatures can survive in the desert. Well, yes, <laughs> but also no. Um, I want to remind you that the Qursan Sisan conflict has resulted in the forced displacement of almost all of the Qursan population that once lived in Sisa. And it is into this hot, lethal desert that the Qursan were expelled. It was here that they were forced to set up their homes, and it is here that they are living in constant terror of the Kahlaqrabs and the Sisans, and of course the all-consuming fear that a lack of food and other supplies would just spell the end of them as a people. So the Black Desert that we are introduced to as readers is a dangerous place for merchants to travel through, not just because of the Kahlaqrabs, who will attack mercilessly when given the chance, but also because the Qursan's desperate search for food and supplies leads them to commit theft on trades caravans that are crossing the desert. This practice was more easily overlooked in past decades, but the problem is that the Qursan's numbers have been rising again, which is a good thing. Those who have adapted to life in the Black Desert and survived have had their own children, and those children have now grown and are, in turn, having their own children. 
And as you might remember from the introduction episode, this is a decades-long conflict. So this has been going on for quite some time by the time we as readers get involved in the story, and so it has definitely reached into further generations. But that does mean that there is a bigger population for them to support, which also translates into stealing more supplies and more food. So the merchants traveling through the desert now have to deal with the concern of just how much of their goods are being lost to theft. And of course, that is certainly not good for business. So as a result, this has been brought up to the highest level of government, uh, especially for some trade routes that are particularly more prone to theft. And you can learn more about those in the books themselves. The consequences of, you know, all of this happening are actually pretty harsh, not only from an economic perspective, but also in terms of diplomatic relations between kingdoms and empires. And it does play a role in how the story unfolds as well. So, as you can see, there are many issues in the Black Desert. And the interesting thing you'll find is that many of them are man-made. For example, as I mentioned before, the extinction of the desert gazelle, which was really the only animal capable of killing the Kahlakrab, was a result of foolish extensive hunting by humans and poachers. Um, and really all they wanted to do was profit from these magnificent creatures. And they cared very little for the harm they were doing to the ecosystem, that they were essentially unbalancing. The legendary king Ustura tried to set things right by incentivizing hunters to hunt Kahlakrabs instead, but his struggle ultimately ended in disaster. And you can actually learn more about his prosperous kingdom, which was once located in the Black Desert, by reading my short story, The Legend of the 5,000 Shells, which is linked in the episode description. And I think that's that. That's all I have for today's episode. How do you like the Black Desert? Do you think you could survive a few hours or a few days in this region of Qarra? Think you'd like to travel there to find out? Well, it's your lucky day, my friends, because you can! <laughs> you can listen to episode 14 of season 1 called A Walk Through the Black Desert. And in this episode, I take you through the Black Desert on our way back to civilization. And um, on the way, you meet up with a particularly nasty creature. Will you survive the encounter? find out by listening to the episode, which I'll also link in the description. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode. If you haven't already, make sure to check out my blog or connect with me on my social media. All the links can be found in the episode description. You can also check out my eerie suspense novella Apartment, which is currently out on ebook and is also linked below. And you can also find the link to my digital workbook called 101 Writing Prompts, which is a completely paperless PDF workbook that you can fill out directly on your computer and save. It's packed with some great writing prompts for you, and it's a great way to not only improve your craft, but also unleash your creativity and explore topics and genres you might not be very experienced with. And that's all I have for you today. Have an awesome week, and until next time. <laughs>